Topics that concern your life, your community, and your safety. This is 5-0-Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Here's what you need to know. Hello and welcome to Phoenix 5-0-Info. I'm your host, Lieutenant Vince Lewis with the Phoenix Police Public Affairs Bureau. Once again, we're coming to you from Phoenix Police Headquarters in downtown. 620 West Washington is the address in case you want to come by and visit. I'm joined once again by my co-host, PIO Sergeant Rob Scherer. Welcome back. Thank you, boss. Good yes. to be here. Good to be here. You bet. So today's special, we have a special guest, Tim Thomas from the Phoenix Police Foundation. Uh, we want to welcome you back, Tim. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk about a uh, recent presser that you uh, put together involving a donation from Quick Trip, the uh, preeminent local, uh, one of the big name convenience stores here in the Valley, and we're all familiar with. I remember when they came to town some 20, what, four years ago? I was a brand new officer riding the street, and 27th Avenue and Camelback, right around in that area, was the first quick trip that came in. And we were dumbfounded by how beautiful, nice, and well-lit, and clean, and spacious, and well-stocked this new entity was. Because at the time, you either had to go to Circle K or 7-Eleven or a local-owned, I think AMPM was just kind of coming on board and trailing right. off. You remember those? Yeah. Absolutely. Remember quick the trips hamburgers? are different, though. <laughs> the hamburgers at AMPM. Yes. So anyway, uh, quick trip, new name in town, got everybody's attention, and they loved police. They were very welcoming the police to the point where officers were offered, you know, free drinks just to come by, just to hang around, just to be there. Little did we know over time that quick trip, you know, our relationship would just you know, become enhanced, the, the amount of visits that we get, not only from uh, officers just needing to use a clean, uh, spacious available restroom, but also convenience stores being what they are, they attract uh, customers, um, both paying customers and visiting customers, (laughs) we'll call them. But they come a a place to hang out. Um, And for those folks who are experiencing homelessness, it becomes more or less a resource because they're open all the time. There's restrooms available, water, snacks, those types of things. So what that does is it actually becomes another meeting place for us to commune with those who live in our area. But what we wanted to definitely do was uh, uh, address some issues in cooperation with Quick Trip for those who are experiencing homelessness, and Quick Trip actually stepped up in a big way. Can you tell us about that, Tim? Yeah, so um, what we did on Monday, we met with Quick Trip, and they announced uh, that they were awarding over $3 million to local charities, which the Phoenix Police Foundation was lucky enough to be one of those uh, local charity. So it was very well-rounded um, with the idea of incorporating law enforcement organizations like the Phoenix Police Foundation and PLEA and the Phoenix Sergeant and Lieutenants Association, uh, as well as social service organizations in the Valley um, with the idea of um, we, we, we know what we do in law enforcement and what is the impact of these social services um, by providing more resources with the goal of reducing calls for service for officers for those non-emergency things. So providing more resources for homelessness, for uh, domestic violence. So it was, it was very well-rounded, very well done. Um, and I think it'll be, it'll be great to see that, the output of this. Yeah, and each one of these entities that stepped up to, uh, to steward that donation, they're going to have some real frontline hands-on effect 
uh, in the lives of those people who are experiencing homelessness in Phoenix. Uh, tell us a bit about what the Phoenix Police Foundation, uh, is, how they're, how you guys are involved. Yeah, so the grant that we received is, is, is going to be used in very different ways. Um, but it falls within our mission of fund, honor, and assist. So on the fund side, really unmet capital needs. So one of the things um, that we're working on right now is a project with recruitment. So we're, we, we're funding a brand new uh, kit for when they go out on scene to recruit. So to bring people in, uh, there's a science to that. And, you know, we're investing quite a bit of money into that so that we enhance how our recruitment team looks and so that we're attracting the best and the brightest to the department. So that's one example, um, you know, honor. We also, recognition is a big thing we do. As you know, we fund the, the annual uh, uh, Pride in Our Heroes award ceremony and that, and Quick Trip was the title sponsor for that this year, uh, as well as they supported the uh, sixth annual Women in Blue. So that's really cool too. Both uh, of these events were covered on social media. In fact, you can actually go back and watch the annual award ceremony uh, from this year and, and see um, the benefits. Yeah, yeah. YouTube, the whole thing. You can watch it start to finish. It's, it was a great program. High marks. High Rob, marks. we had a special guest, didn't we? Yes, we did. Good old one of my one of my good friends now, Randy Johnson, was was a special guest. It was a good night. Hall of Famer. Yes, it was a good night. So with with this program, you you guys obviously with the foundation have a relationship with Quick Trip. Is that kind of how you guys got pulled into this? I mean, this seems like a very forward thinking program instead of just continually contacting the police when when this happens or that happens kind of trying to solve the problem ahead of time if you will it seems kind of very forward-thinking is that kind of why you guys were brought in because that's kind of what you guys do on a routine basis you know from from my observation what quick trip did here is they came into town and they met with uh, multiple organizations they listened first uh, and then they put together a plan on how they could help so it wasn't just come in, here's what it is. They spent a lot of time meeting with all these different organizations, understanding what we do and how their um, donation might positively impact not only the department, but the community. Very good. Um, so with you guys, you talked about some of the ways you're going to use it, this new recruitment thing. Obviously, that's a, that's a big deal for the department um, and would be a great thing. When, how did this start? I mean, I know you guys work with us quite a bit, and I know kind of recruitment is within us but not really with public affairs yeah join phxpd is its own entity yeah and they, so they, they really want to come together as a team and be and be uh something that you would think of as a gateway into the onto the department to becoming part of the police family right and you as a as kind of the head of this foundation obviously you're easy to come to tim and that's what makes working with the foundation awesome but how did you guys get involved with recruiting is this something that you guys obviously everybody sees it as something we could we could benefit from any kind of help in that arena. Um, but how did you guys with, with the foundation, you know, come in cahoots or, or work with recruitment directly? Yeah, so we've done a few things with recruitment. And the way we operate, the way we fund things within the department is through a grant process. So we had a conversation. They had a vision. Uh, the recruitment department is doing a lot to modernize and to help, you know, overcome that 500-plus deficit of officers. Uh, and so they, they came to me and said, hey, is this something that you might be able to help with? It coincided wonderfully with the quick trip. And so I encouraged them to apply with a grant and, uh, and we were able to, to fund that. Um, and with recruitment, I, I just wanted to add as well, you know, part of this is going to go to fund the cadet program. And right now we're seeing such success with the cadets, then getting into a police assistant position 
you know, because we lose these kids before when they were 18 to 21. Yeah, you can be 18 and be a police assistant. And then they become sworn when they're 21. So we have this pathway now through the cadets to the PAs to sworn officers. And in fact, you guys were there. I think you saw that one of our awardees at Women in Blue this year was a PA who's also uh, assistant chief right now of the cadets. And so it's a great program. Yeah, the yeah. cadet program was a high school-centered uh, uh, approach to snag them early, basically to get people who are interested in law enforcement on the right path, making sure they're staying clean uh, with their decisions and, and you know, uh, coloring within the lines. But like you were saying, there was kind of a period where we lost them when they aged out of the program. You're just crossing your fingers and hoping things go well until they're old enough to join the academy. So that's quite a bit of time to make young people decisions so uh, this actually bridges them and uh, that experience for them to stay uh, with us stay involved get to know early on so they really have a jump on their peers when they join the academy absolutely and you see that these kids are it's such an advantage uh, yeah i had actually um not this year's women in blue recipient for the up-and-coming um female employee but i had the one before that um, and she was the same thing. She's actually was the chief of the cadets at the time. And it's it's an awesome process. It's two programs that are, you know, it, it like it, like you said, it bridges that cadet program to that officer level. And it does it well. It does it great. Gets them involved in that world. Um, and you see them flourish and still remain coloring in those lines that we want, want them to keep, you know, involved in that in that those few year periods. So yeah. that's that's a huge, huge place to be able to, you know, put your guys services and, and your money and your funding. And it's. It's a uh, it's a great resource for everybody department wide. Yeah, not every path goes sworn either. Sometimes they can become career police assistants. Yeah, yeah, and I have a I have a great story I'd like to share about that person you were just talking yeah. about. Yep. So a friend of mine was in a car accident uh, about a week ago, and he texted me and said, "You know, loving this. Been waiting an hour and a half." And I'm like, "Well, you know, we're 500 officers short. They got to take the more important calls first. He was also at Women in Blue and one of our sponsors that PA showed up to take that report and he said are you the famous one and it just it just made everything that he was upset about he was he thought it was great mm -hmm. he thought it was wonderful she saved the day and created you know turned lemons into lemonade it was yeah. a really cool story it was amazing yeah. it obviously was the right pick yeah, yeah. good so uh, speaking of which the um, the, the career paths that some folks take, like I said, they can stay civilians. They don't necessarily have to go swarm, or they can stay police assistants. They can stay involved. Everybody's got an opportunity to contribute. But we also bridge the gap with the community. Uh, basically, it's a peek behind the curtain when they join a program called the Citizens Police Academy. Uh, Tim, are you familiar with that? Are you involved with us? Yeah, very much. And in fact, this grant uh, helps us sponsor that as well. So Quick Trip uh, sponsored the last Citizens Academy which, uh, you know, provides citizens an opportunity to come in and see all aspects of the department. It's very educational, enlightening. People have a great time. It ends at air support, you know, and a canine demonstration, but we get real high marks. But, you know, we want to be able to make it an experience for the citizens that come partake in it, and we're able to fund, you know, some food and other things that would go with it that just make it, this enhance the program. Yeah, because as a city department, we don't have funds to make to put out bagels and cream cheese and things like that. So we right. definitely rely on partners to make it comfortable to give us those uh, those little extra added bonuses. Uh, Tim, have you been through the CPA? I have not been through the actual CPA, no. 
but okay. I've been. But I've you've, been, you've been around it. You've oh, seen yeah. it happen. Yeah. I mean, I've followed it through. I just have not been a participant. You've in it. audited the curriculum. I think I've. Uh, I take the enhanced uh, version of it over the last ten years or so. You'll probably recite it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And so you you speak at the uh, CPAs. Do you get a chance to get some face time with our uh, Citizens Police Academy? We graduates? do. We do. We're very fortunate. We come in at graduation and share what we do. Um, thank them for their interest in the department and being good citizens because, you know, on Monday I said this, it, it, it's very clear now we can't do this in a silo anymore. It's got to be um, public safety, uh, government, and the public to really get this done. It's a complicated world we live in and it's going to take all of us. Yeah, absolutely. So we got a, a couple minutes left and I just wanted to turn it over to you, Tim. So you, the Phoenix Police Foundation relies on the generation, the generosity of uh, local businesses, sponsors, individuals. How does one who is inspired to contribute to give back, because we're your only benefactor, or you, you know, we are the sole recipient of the Phoenix Police Foundation funds through grants that we request. But how does somebody on the outside get involved to basically with their generosity? Who do they go to? How do they get involved? Yeah, the best way right now, we've got uh, the majority of our programming for 2024 set. So I'll just briefly, I would encourage people to go to our website and to the events page. Um, in January, we're going to have our second annual leadership in law enforcement. So we're bringing together a panel uh, to talk about the fentanyl epidemic. So we're going to have the DEA special agent in charge, Chief Sullivan, Rachel Mitchell, and a really uh, and Jim Cope, who was a detective here for a long time, but spent many years in drug enforcement, and will provide a great perspective. Uh, we've got our fourth annual honor run in March, and the early bird for that is already open, so people can go to PhoenixHonorRun.org. Uh, get involved with that. Great way to show uh, respect for our fallen. Uh, and then we've got Women in Blue, 7th Annual Women in Blue, believe it or not, scheduled for uh, September uh, 6th, I believe. Perfect. Um, so we can go to phoenixpolicefoundation.com? Org. phoenixpolicefoundation.org for more information. Well, I want to thank the president, uh, Tim Thomas, for joining us. I want to thank my co-host, Rob Shearer. Thanks, boss. Sergeant for the PIO office. I want to thank producer Pablo. Let's thank Bonneville for the time. And I want to thank you, the listener, and remind you that, as always, you can help fight crime in your community, potentially earn a cash reward, and remain completely anonymous by sending tips to Silent Witness. Visit silentwitness.org and call 480-WITNESS. Visit us at phoenix.gov police and follow us on all social media platforms. And until next time, remember, we're all in this together. And be safe out there. You've been listening to 5-0 Info on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. For more about Silent Witness, go to silentwitness.org. That's silentwitness.org. Or call 480-WITNESS. That's 480-948-6377.